Brian Mudd Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1-866-610-6397. That's 1-866-610-6397. We're in very close uh, daily contact with our colleagues in Mexico on the question of the irregular uh, Haitian migration, some of which uh, is coming from Haiti itself, some of which is coming from uh, other countries in our hemisphere. What about that doesn't give you absolute confidence that uh, Secretary Blinken's all over things, you know? He's just, yes. And able to expertly negotiate the world landscape, like, for example, with countries Colombia, Panama, Costa Rica, who apparently are not only enablers, but are actually helping in, in some respects, looks like maybe facilitate the importing and exporting, as the case may be, of migrants to our southern border. Coordination here in this regard? Well, once again, incredible work being done by the Center for Immigration Studies. Joining us from CIS is the ever-intrepid Todd Binsman. At Binsman Todd on, on Twitter, of course, the author of America's covert border war so todd the countries are doing it intentionally huh that's right uh i actually like the way you put that they're doing the importing and the exporting or at least uh panama is uh listen um i first discovered what was happening in panama in late december of 2018 when i went down there on a trip to write about the migration coming through the darien gap and discovered that the Panamanian government as official policy that even has a name on it called controlled flow uh, collects migrants from the jungle, feeds shelters, houses, medical attention, uh, makes available to them you know money transfer services and communications, takes care of them, and then gives them legal permisos and arranges buses for them, puts them on the buses and ships them to safely and securely to Costa Rica, which I discovered does the exact same thing, same policy. They're working together as a binational uh, matter and then moves these uh, immigrants all the way up to Nicaragua, which does not participate because they're, it's the Sandinistas and they're hostile. Uh, but, but that's where smugglers just pick up the trail again and move these people through. The problem with this, and I, I reported this duly uh, and at length in early 2019 that this was happening, it's still happening. They still use controlled flow, both of those countries, and uh, they work in close concert with Colombia on, you know, how many Colombia is going to let uh, through so that Panama and Costa Rica can manage it. And um, these are bottleneck countries. These are got the Caribbean on one side and you got the Pacific on the other side. And they're ideally situated to interdict and return those migrants back to their home countries which would just stop this whole madness of 95,000 immigrants flowing through those countries to our border, including all of those Haitians that made up the Del Rio camp 
uh, could have been returned back to Chile and Brazil, which is where they came from. But nobody's paying any attention to these official government policies of these close allies. It'd be very easy to turn this whole thing around uh, when you have a mass migration, more than any uh, numbers are, are, are higher than in anybody's memory going through the Darien Gap, and we're just going to take it. Todd, this is remarkable in, in multiple respects. The first is you're talking about state-sponsored human trafficking. Now, they're not going to be doing this for nothing. I mean, somebody's greasing palms along the way. So my question is, how significant is the money flow, and where specifically is it coming from? Well, the, you know, listen, I, I, that part I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that the, the governments of Panama and Costa Rica are footing the bill for this. The migrants, listen, I've interviewed a whole lot of the migrants as they're preparing to get on the buses and as they're getting off of the buses. Uh, the government buses, and they pay about $40 a head for the bus trip. Uh, I don't think the government's taking anything, but in coast, I was just in Then Costa why would Rica they be doing this? Because it's in the Panamanian national interest, for example, not to have these migrants stay. They want these migrants to just keep going because it's a social fabric terror to have tens of thousands of migrants uh, hanging out in camps in your country. It's expensive. They cause trouble. There's crime. There's well, all sorts. Of, and, they, and, they, and they don't want to stay. They want to move. So the government just helps get past the hot potato to the next country. The Costa Ricans do the same thing. They pass the hot potato to Nicaragua, and then the Nicaragua lets the smugglers move them out. Nobody wants them to stay. Okay, Todd, well then, okay, so this is a failure of logic and, and could end up arriving at some level of an aptitude issue within these governments then. So they're moving them on because they don't want them to stay for the reasons they cited, which also paints a beautiful picture about what commonly arrives at our southern border. But rather than realizing that, hey, if migrants are doing this and we're shipping them along and they're getting to the United States... Rather than realizing that word is getting out, and so this is going to continue in perpetuity, they think that's the better path as opposed to shutting the whole thing down so that people go, hey, we can't use Panama for this anymore. That's exactly right. If if this, Because wow. what, what, ha what happens is that the migrants down in Africa and in the Middle East and in Haiti and Brazil and everywhere else, when, when they know that the path is easy once they get into Panama, they have a free ride, and they do, right through to Honduras, then they come. They tend to come. But if American policy were to be uh, to uh, bend Panama's arm a little bit and pay for detention and repatriation back to home countries – it would disrupt the entire flow immediately if they were to, because we do that right now. We try to do it with Mexico. It doesn't work too well, but by the time they get to Mexico, it's too late. They're already within striking distance. Eventually they're going to get here. They're going to get to the border. But if they were to go further downstream and shut that spigot down, just like in Mexico, in Colombia, Panama and Costa Rica, 
there would be a trickle of people instead of a massive flood coming through the Darien Gap. Word gets around about whether it's hard or easy. When it's hard, they don't come. When it's easy, they come. It's that simple. Todd, it's remarkable. For For all the wrong reasons, it's remarkable. But I am grateful for the work that you do. I don't know anybody who works harder than than you uh, on this issue. And uh, you're to be commended for it. I mean, I I just I don't know how the heck we're going to make it the next three years, but... (laughs) Going to be. I mean, listen. We've had we've had ninety five thousand people cross through the Darien Gap and be moved by the government of Panama to our border in just the last nine months. It's a huge number, and these are from all over the world, the Middle East too. Yeah, that's fun. Well, Todd, grateful for you and and CIS. Keep it up. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Todd Benzman. Again, he is with the Center for Immigration Studies, the author of America's Covert Border War, at Benzman Todd on Twitter. There you go. Good times, right? And that's just going to keep on keeping on in perpetuity, I guess. Then you get to pay for everything once it once everybody arrives here. Yeah, all right. Get the latest. What's happening in the Nicholas Cruz plea situation this morning with Natalie and uh, we're going to check in on something that's tasty to wrap up the show next right here on the Brian Mudd Show News Radio 610 WIND